famous commandment of Joe Miller and Chris Sanders. Sit down and read your Bible. Turn around and read it. And get out and dream. Let's go ahead and stand this evening, enter into service with prayer. Glad to be in God's house. Glad to be here with you. Brother Jerry, will you open us this evening? Go ahead and grab a red book and turn to page 380. 380. Red one, 
Uh, go ahead and turn to page 321. 
Who's next? This service is always a special service, and sometimes we uh, kind of jump. Sometimes we kind of jump to into it instead of taking time to worship and uh, the Bible tells us that we should worship so I wanted to take time this evening to worship in song prior to getting into the uh, service part where the communion and the foot washing if you got your Bibles go with us to the book of Titus that is if I can find it Titus chapter 2. There. If you would stand, we'll read just a few words here tonight, a few verses here this evening. We're going to start down in verse 11, and we'll read through verse 14. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of, our great, of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Father, this evening we thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us, for the salvation you brought to us through Jesus. We're just so grateful, Lord, that you laid down your life. And Father, tonight I'm so thankful for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. And we'll give you glory, Father, we'll give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' holy name, and amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Think about this this morning, this evening. 
that Jesus appeared unto us, and yet the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that God showed himself unto us. And the whole purpose and the whole reason that we do church service, let alone special services like this, is because of our faith and our belief in Jesus Christ. And because we believe that in what he did while he was here, we should do, and then also because he commanded that we should do it, therefore we do it. And we follow it through the word of God. He said this, teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So we're supposed to deny ungodly and worldly lust. And we're supposed to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, where we're at right now. And then he says, looking, so while we're here living, the way that God would have us to live, doing the things that the Lord would have us to do, to be the people whom God has chosen for us to be, and who Jesus died so we could be looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. It's reasonable that we should give ourselves then to him. Me and Netta was talking today, and she brought out the scripture that a lot of times uh, I have to say that I don't uh, finish out the, the verse totally and completely. But, but look at what he says here in Romans chapter 12, and look at what he says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that we can fulfill the purpose that God has laid out for us in our lives. Because God wants to glorify himself in us. He said, who gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer we get to God, the more our walk with him is, the more peculiar we'll become. And then it says to be zealous of good works, desirous, pursuant to the things of God. If you go over to the book of Acts in the 15th chapter, we'll start back in verse 6. So if I'm going to partake tonight in the communion and the foot washing, I need to understand why. Well, I understand this tonight because Jesus Christ died for me. And because he died for me, I need to deny the world. I need to look for him. I need to serve him and follow him. He's coming back one day. Acts chapter 15, verse 6. And the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter. Now, now just think about this. There, if you go back to verse 1, And certain men were came down, and Judah taught the brethren, and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas was going to tell them that's not so. Again, we said this morning, not the circumcision of the flesh, but of the heart. 
And so there was a difference there. But it said this, as the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter, and there was, had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that, the good, that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Here's the important part, church. Hear the word of the gospel and believe. I cannot deny stuff unless I know how I hear the word of God. I cannot be saved unless I know how. It's by listening to the word of God. I would not be prepared for this service tonight had I not accepted Jesus Christ and I would not accepted him outside the word of God. Going on. He said, in God which knoweth the hearts bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. you got to have faith, church. Faith is not something we temporarily have. Faith is something we permanently possess. You ever thought about this? In the walk, in, in, and I think about this because we're getting down to the context of where we always go when we have a communion and foot washing service. We talk about the examination. We talk about doing so in remembrance. But, but why do we progress and why do we keep on purposely in our heart to come to this? I love this time of the year as far as communion and foot washing service goes. There are a few years back, we've done it a couple of times in one year. We, we ought to do that there, but I don't want to dis. I don't want it to become of none effect. I don't want to become of none importance. But I want us to understand this, that it's all about our faith. It's all about our trust because God has desired this for us. And we walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to tell you something. People get discouraged and they don't do this anymore. They don't have community. There, there are some places where people feel like nobody's even going to come, so they don't do it because if they do it, nobody comes. Can I tell you, as long as I have somebody to hand something to or somebody to help me, I'm coming. This is vital in our service. It's, it's so valuable. It's, it's something that we're losing. I'm going to say this. As free old Baptists, they're losing it. They're not doing it anymore. I, I feel like Ronald Reagan sometimes. He said the Dem he didn't leave the Democrat Party, they left him. I didn't leave the Free Will Baptists, they left me. They left the Word of God. God called me to be real Free Will Baptist, and I, and I will say this. We, we as this church here, if we will hold to the Word of God and hold to the will of God, observing services like this, we will be the standard for God in the Free Will Baptists. And while they may go somewhere else, there will always be somebody, well, what was the free will Baptist like? Come over here, we'll show you. We may be old and stuck in our ways, but praise be God, we're old in the word of God and stuck in our ways, the way of God. That's it. I read this this morning over in 1 Peter, but, but I'll skip all of the some of the verses I was going to read. But, but look what he says. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit of unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. I'll be honest with you. You better love somebody if you're going to participate in foot washing. It's a humbling experience. 
And I'll tell you something else, church. I can understand sometimes people are not able to do this, but sometimes I've, I've talked to people who were unwilling. I ain't letting nobody touch my feet. Peter said, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. What is so, I'll just be honest with you, church. I got some of the ugliest toes there is, but, but there's something about letting a brother wash my feet that just, it just melts my inside as far as spiritually speaking goes. We'll not be where we need to be, though, unless we listen to the true word. The true word. You want to talk to how do you examine yourself, you've got to have a real life. You've got to have a pure life. Psalms 12, verse 6, we know this. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. And that is in direct correlation with the in translation of the King James Bible. Not that they wrote it there because that's how they did it, but because God put it there and it turned out that's how they did it. Something to be said about this. In Psalms 26, verse 2, we start with this part. How, how we know we're going to be ready to commune with God? How do we know we're going to be ready? We've done talked about being saved. We've talked about the grace of God that brings us salvation. We've talked about how we're supposed to deny ourselves. And God, the only difference between you and I and those that are lost is our faith. In Christ Jesus. And that faith is what causes us to live different. And become those peculiar type people. Who would do communion. And follow it up with foot washing. Psalms 26 verse 2 says. Examine me. O Lord. Now we talk about how that every man should examine himself. We'll read that in just a second. But, but look at what David's saying. The song, examine me, O Lord. Go ahead, God. Shine your light down on me. Look at me. Help me to see me. If I can see myself as God sees me, I then know how that I should pray. I know how that I should change. He said, improve me. See if it really will happen. See if it takes place. Try my reins and my heart. Some people get in their cars and they drive to church. They know how to get there. They know how to walk in the doors. They know how to sit down in the pews. But they just don't know how to worship in their heart. They don't know how to accept Jesus. You say, Brother Arnie, what do you mean they don't know how? They've been doing the one so long they neglect that they need the other. Church, that's, that's not something we should be doing. We're asking God to prove us, examine us, try us. Not just the way we go, but try our hearts, look at our hearts. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, if you'll go over there rather, we're going to start in verse 1. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. One. This is the third time I'm coming to you 
In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. We talked about witnesses this morning. I told you before and foretell you as if I were present the second time, and being absent now I write unto them which thereunto have sinned, and to all others that if I come again I will not spare. Paul is telling them basically he's going to teach them as a father teaches a child sharpness of words seek ye proof of Christ speaking in me which you inward is not weak but is mighty in you which to you word is not weak but is mighty in you for though he was crucified through weakness yet he lived through the liveth by the power of God for we also are weak in him but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you now, now, I want to stop right there and I want to point out something. Without God, we have not the ability to do what we do as Christians. And furthermore, look at this again. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him. In our weakness, he's made strong. I can't, but he can, just like we said this morning. There's nothing impossible with God. It is impossible with man, but it's not impossible with God. We can actually, and, and I would say this, we can actually consider ourselves worthy to accept and participate based solely upon our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, His ability to cleanse us and set us upright. Not ours. I cannot walk straight enough to be what I need to be without Him. There's just no way. So he says, verse 5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know not your own selves, how that Jesus is in you, except you be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Try yourself, examine yourself. You ask God to examine you, examine yourself. When God reveals who we are, we ought to look at that. I mean, the truth of the matter is this, church. If you go down to the car lot and you look at a car and the salesperson comes out and he's totally honest with you. He says, this car has been wrecked four different times. It was down in Louisiana when it flooded and it was totally flooded out. We've cleaned it up. We've painted it. We've took out dents. We've put on new parts. We've done all this through here. And, and I'm just telling you, this car... It's been through all of it, and I'm not sure what it's going to be like, but we want top dollar for it. We would walk away. We, we've looked at it, we've heard what it said, and then we'd walk away, and we would examine ourselves that car and say it's not worth it. But when it comes to our own lives, we tend to look over all of that and still think, hey, I'm worth top dollar. I'm good, I just the way I am. Can I tell you that is true if the blood's been applied? But not if you're going to trust in yourself. So examine yourselves. But do so through the word of God. Through the light that he shines. So that you and I both in the next action that we take in participating 
in the communion and fellowship of the Lord and washing of feet will do so according to his plan, his purpose, and his will. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 20, when you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, every one taketh before another his own supper. And one is hungry, and another drunken. What, have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? Now, the Lord's Supper is not about filling your belly. It's about feeding your soul. It's about strengthening your faith and purposing your heart in remembrance of everything that he done for us. What have you not houses to eat in or, or drink in or despise you the church of God? And shame them that have not. What shall I say unto you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, he took the cup and he supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat the bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat that bread and drink that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we had judged ourselves, we should not be judged now back up just a couple of verses we need to examine ourselves whether we're going to eat and drink worthily or unworthy that's why we always stop and we pray because I, I believe this I believe God hears our cries and hears our prayer of repentance we should have been prepared when we got here but when we're here let's go ahead and make sure I I have no problem with making sure I'm doubly sure, triply sure, positively sure. Because here he said, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. He, he doesn't even count it as vital. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. In other words, they're dead. They're dead because they unworthily ate and drank the communion. 
And he said, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. So if we'll look at ourselves and see ourselves as God sees us, make sure we're right. God's not going to judge us for not discerning the body of the Lord. Now, I will tell you this, and, and I'll say this as we get to this stage. I believe the bread we're fixing to eat, as you chew it and swallow it, and it goes down into your stomach, stays bread. It don't, inter- it don't turn into the flesh of the Lord. You're doing this in remembrance of Him. It is the representation of His body sacrificed for you and I. When we drink of the wine, the wine, you ain't got wine. Grape juice, Welch's, 100%. It represents. It does not turn into the blood of Christ. I'm not drinking blood. I'm drinking the, the, the juice in remembrance of the blood that was shed for me on Calvary's cross. That blood which cleanseth me from all unrighteousness. That blood that sets me free so that I can do this. So we come to this part. Brother Gary, would you come and help us this evening? If you would tonight, those who wish to...